you have any fantasy football team this weekend? And how did they get on? To be really good at you need to just take people in, draw people out, and then make sure you're doing these boosts here and there. And I'm like, Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. There's too much tinkering around for me. Straighten the phone and check who the captain was. What points to go? Where they come in the fantasy league. So I don't play it. I, I live in the real world, not the fantasy world. Hello everyone, welcome to Game Week 10. It is now of the Premium Player FPL podcast. If you're not following us already, please do on at premium underscore FPL on Twitter. Um, Yeah, the game week that was, it was either hat-tricks galore if you had Josh King, Mason Mount or Mo Salah, or you could have been the unlucky ones who brought in big Kai Havertz for his uh, a blanket and a 5-0 Chelsea win, which... uh, would be disappointed for those that did. I've not seen too many in our league that have, um, but there was that was quite a common transfer on Twitter. And seeing people react to that was quite interesting. But yeah, it's, the story of the week probably was finished quite emphatically with Mo Salah's hat trick against United. So we both had him captain, and Mindy also had a lot more to shout about this week. So yeah, you've, your patient fa- paid off in Mason Mount, didn't it? You've, you've stuck with him. You said he'll always come good, so yeah, good, good to see the points paying off. You, you've deserved them. Yeah, th- th- thanks for finally getting around to introducing me on the podcast. By the way, <laughs> after all that preamble, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't stupid enough to get rid of Mount ahead of Norwich. That's um, FPL one hundred and one. Don't take out a player ahead of Norwich. Uh, it, it might be tested this week with Rafinha. Uh, people will be eagerly awaiting news of his fitness. It seems like he's all right, but yeah. Um, Good to be in the hundred club again. Like, imagine not having a hundred points this week, eh? Yeah. How much if you're not getting hundred points? Sorry, you're an yeah, amateur exactly. at the game if you're not getting hundred points this week. Um, what else happened over the week? I saw um, a friend of the podcast, loyal loyal listener, uh, Varun or Baron, as he's formerly known, uh, at the weekend. He's one of those. Uh, do you ever? Do you have those friends that like you don't really see them in person that much and you think oh i should probably see them more but then when you do see them it's like actually it's it's, it's good that they live in a different city can, can take you in doses that's uh that, 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 that's barren i'm sure the feeling's mutual <laughs> um do you have a decent weekend apart from the uh fpl well it wasn't wasn't a tragic week uh by any stretch but it uh, trying to think what what went was, on at the weekend. It was, it was, yeah, it was your final weekend of work as well, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. Any t- any tears? Few, few emotional tears. Been a long time at the BBC. Been a long servant for the club. Um, but yeah, looking forward to start the next challenge in the next week. So yeah, week off to kind of get the juices flowing and then get the creative juices flowing and then yeah, start Tuesday. I have to say, it has been um, it's been interesting noticing the change in the you know like sometimes there's players who bring a bit of a toxic atmosphere to the dressing room feels like it's all lifted now that you've gone it's bit, we, we, we could do with some of that at united that'll, that'll be ronaldo when he leaves won't it when he sees his contract <laughs> up well you you, you compare yourself to ronaldo yeah, pretty much yeah <laughs> what else what were you saying uh before we went on air uh you're making this 
the season hard for yourself. It's a bit of a challenge, aren't you? It's been boring finishing top five k two seasons in a row. So, yeah, yeah, we're just saying for the uh, like, yeah, top five k two seasons in a row. So I thought I thought I'd challenge myself this year, start off in the the million rank, and yeah, try and work my way up, see where I finish. So that that's my challenge for this season. Um, but before we do get into everything, I'll uh, get the admin out of the way. Uh, so Callum mentioned, yeah, follow us on social media uh, at premium underscore fpl. On both uh, Twitter and Instagram, the we're live now on YouTube. So if you're watching now, if we popped up in your feed, uh, feel free to uh, put your questions in the comments, and we'll um, answer them as we go. And so back to a Saturday, Saturday deadline this week, isn't it? So we don't have to worry about Friday, R- rushing around on Friday. Let me just quickly yeah, double check so. that. And. Anything else? Oh yeah, if you've not, if you listen to a, if you listen to the podcast on a platform that lets you review, please drop us a, a review. Uh, helps us, helps people find us. And uh, same with uh, hitting like and subscribe as well on YouTube. Uh, and that's that's everything. So the, the running order this week is we're going to go through everything that happened in game week nine, a week of massive swings. Basically. A lot of winners and losers, really. There's a lot of like 50-50 calls that could have gone either way that left people with very different fortunes. Uh, me and Callum go through our teams, and then with the uh, emergence of Seller as a bona fide captain option every week, it's left a lot of people looking at what, where, where are we going to make the gains? Where are you going to differentiate if the captain's going to be similar most weeks? So defenders are something we're going to look at. I think you had some interesting stats on defenders and midfielders outscoring uh, the strikers, which is kind of feeds into that. So yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll go into that. And then all the flags, lots of injuries. Uh, some, some week we could probably get away with keeping our teams. Others, maybe not. So yeah, we'll, we'll look at that. And then into the, uh, the long running weekly present premium planning section, looking at captains and moves for the next few weeks. That's um, admin all out of the way. Should we get into it? Yeah, thought, yeah, we'll start off talking about the week that was, really. And, um, yeah, a few big games. When you look at that, 7-0, 5-0, even 4-1, 5-2. That Watford comeback was pretty special. If you had Josh King, shout out to... Ross Lambert, who had Josh King first sub, came in for Kieran Tierney. He said it was in the plan all along. So stuff like that in the FPL season, I think it's about 80 points clear of me. Stuff like that, when that happens, you kind of know that your year's onto a winner. I think, it was it last year I had John Stones? He got, was it 20-odd points in a game week? So, so stuff like that that happens, you kind of know that you're onto a winner. So yeah, it started off Friday, didn't it, with the Arsenal game. I don't know if you saw that. Arsenal... Keeping that upward trend, I think you had a uh, Mr. Smith row on your bench. What, 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 what do you mean you don't know if I saw it? You, you, you were texting me every time you got a return. <laughs> what's, what's he doing on your bench, lad? Um, I can't, but I can't believe I was so smug now. Looking, looking back at reflections, I should have known what was about to come. Yeah, it's it's so for people who people who went sacker over Smith row felt especially sore after that because a few weeks ago when people were making that decision. You kind of would have thought Saka would outscore Smith Rowe. Uh, he's got a bit more history uh, in the team, and 
costs a bit more as well. But it does seem that Smithrow is more central and a bit more involved at the moment in terms of uh, being being in the points. He did play last night though, so I don't know if that how that affects him. Uh, you imagine, imagine he's still going to start again. Uh, he came off early last night for Arsenal in the cup. Uh, we're recording this for people listening back on the podcast. We're recording this on a Wednesday evening before before tonight's cup games. So anything that happens after that, after after that, we're not aware of. FYI, uh, who else scored a hat trick at the weekend? So Mount got a hat trick as well. Mount, Which, Salah, and Josh King won it. Yeah, yeah. Mount was very. I have to say, Phil, yeah, it, it wasn't just lucky probably that I had him. It was it's kind of lucky the way his points came because once the sending off happened, that's when that's when his score really ramped up. So, yeah, he, he's more of a player that trickles points. So, yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting a 24-point haul. But people who've had him and kept kept with him on since they've wildcarded or whenever they've had him, I think it's... It does show sometimes you shouldn't knee-jerk players out, which is what a lot of people might be doing with Havertz this week. Um, would you probably advise patience for the next two until Lukaku's back on Havertz? Yeah, I think if you've got Havertz in for that last week, it's so unlucky. Ten outfield players, I think, returned. Um, so even it's, it's, a bench player returned before Havertz. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at the cheek and everyone came on and got put... I do think, I feel like, yeah, it's very unlucky for the striker of a team that scored seven not to have got anything. But it, it wasn't like in the game that he had loads of chances and just missed them and all like, you know, hit the post at the bar and whatever. And his, his XG for the for the game was quite low as well, I think. So his, his XG was 0.17. Right. And it, it kind of follows a trend of what I was saying to you about Lukaku in the team in the past two or three weeks where Lukaku's kind of like, Coming deep, occupying the defenders, laying it off, and then it's the it's the runners from deep that are getting getting into the really good positions, which is kind of what happened in that game. Havertz was occupying big old Grant Hanley, and then the other players running off, running from deep, were getting in the points. So it'd be interesting to see if that carries on um, going forwards. Uh, it does. It, it works works brilliantly for people who had Chilwell and Reese James at the weekend. Their run, late runs into the box being found. Uh, so yeah, it, that was something we disagreed on, wasn't it, last week? Because I, I was going to go, I was probably going to go Salah captain, even if Lukaku was fit, partly for, for that reason. Um, but yeah, it would have been interesting to see how many goals Lukaku would have got if he was. If he was yeah, it's an, inter- it's an interesting talking point, wasn't it? In, in, in hindsight, like... Well, it wasn't hindsight for me. Would've... I, I, I no, would say that... No, but I mean, having that opinion, saying people were lucky that Lukaku got injured because it made the decision easy for him. Like, who's to say Lukaku could have got a hat trick? Like, I know Havertz is a striker, Lukaku's damn with trending form, but playing against the Norwich team, it's true. It's, it, I think it would be a naive opinion to say he wouldn't have got anything. He maybe probably wouldn't have matched a hat trick, but yeah, it would have made the, the game week a lot more. It would have been a lot more variance, wouldn't they, in scores? Yeah, yeah, it would have been an interesting one that one. Um, I I probably would have preferred it if Lukaku had stayed fit to see because I was just the, the other thing for me was I was just so adamant that if United conceded another goal that they would crumble. I having seen just the way United have been playing the last few weeks, 
I just thought the arse would just fall out of of the team, which is, yeah, exactly what happened. Um, and the, there were some interesting stats around how United just conceded so much down that, that flank which Salah was on. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really expect that level of return. Like, you know, was it three goals and an assist in the end? Yeah, yeah, twenty-four points it was. Um, what else? I mean, the in terms of um, a fifty-fifty call going wrong, people who I, I do know some people captain Vardy this week. That was unfortunate and going off after half time, and it, it probably would have been better for them if because uh, Brendan Rodgers said that he felt something in the warm up, but decided to give it a go. Like it would have been better for the. For everyone, really, you had him captain as unknown as just if he'd not played at all, and everyone would have got their bench points. Like I would have had, I would have had my Smith Rowe bench points, and other people would have had Livermento bench points, and everyone would have got their vice captain. So that's another big stinging one for people who, who captain Dorad Vardy. Uh, any other big things? I guess the fact that Kane only had one shot on target. In that game, still not, still not looking yeah. great. Inter- interesting game to watch that because Spurs actually looked all right first half, and then I think it was Declan Rice after the game. He said that they were kind of surprised at how well Spurs were playing, so they kind of stopped how they're high pressing and yeah, kind of sat back and let Spurs have the ball, and then they were the ones who counted instead, and it kind of worked. Got a corner in the end. Antonio came probably at fault for that, and then soon as put the booting Kane after the game but yeah interesting one because Spurs' fixtures do start to turn well this week really don't they because they've got United the easy fixture United uh, <laughs> and then Everton oh. now Everton with his spine completely ripped out the team that 5-2 without Decore I mean watching a match of the day like some of the goals towards the end, the one where Josh King had time to kind of cut back onto his right foot and smash it. I don't know what Michael Keane was doing. Michael um, Keane had a shocker, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to, I couldn't believe it watching it. And my brother, every goal, get the text saying Kingy. And I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you you, you, you had some stats on Lord Liv, didn't you? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is on it. Yeah. So, we'll probably run through that first. Livermento, I think. Backer might have been the one to say that Burnley really struggled down the left-hand side before that game. But yeah, anyway, he was top for chances created, shots in the box. Tops for chances created and shots in the box. I think he hit the post right before he scored because I was watching BT score and he hit the post. And I was like, fuck's sake, I can't believe that. And then he literally scored the next attack. So yeah, just bombing forward with these. He's, he's a great player to watch. Watched him away at City. Um, yeah, he was a really good footballer. I probably wouldn't be surprised if he keeps up that form, maybe moving to right wing because they've got Walker Peters behind him. So it'd be interesting. There was talks about that move, wasn't there, a couple of weeks ago, whether that materialised or not. But yeah, it was another standout this week. And I think probably makes it tricky now because there's a lot of people who've benched him for the last two and he's he's hauled. It's like, what do you do now? Another exciting game against Watford. Do you play him instead of someone who's a bit more expensive? Yeah, it's it's going to be another tricky. Like my, my bench this week is going to be like, the, the these injuries and flags might actually work out in my favour. It might make my team a bit easier to to pick this weekend. Um, what else was I going to say uh, for Chelsea? It looks good for Chelsea, doesn't it? But it's a nightmare for us when when he goes back to Chelsea when his loan ends. 
and like it's going to be even harder to decide which attacking fullback to get at Chelsea because yeah. Southampton have bought him, but Chelsea have a buyback because he yeah, played against but... Chelsea. Oh, okay, well, yeah, sorry, but if if they do activate the yeah, if they do like, activate, yeah, yeah. You'd imagine you'd imagine they will, right? If you keep yeah, depends like how depends how much it is. I can't can't imagine it's too much. Yeah, if he does keep playing like that, then probably yeah. Um, I imagine we won't talk about him later. But while we're talking Southampton, they're a uh, cheap forward. Uh, Broha, we say Broha. Uh, he's 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 probably not nailed on, but he's probably cemented his start for a few games at least with how he's playing. Yeah, I did see he had a flag today. Did he get injured last day? Uh, I think he had a knock at the end of the game, yeah, so it's one to watch. All right, interesting. But yeah, five five mil, is it? As a forward who's playing. And we talked, we bigged up Southampton's fixtures a few weeks ago, didn't we? Because we kind of suggested Adam Armstrong and he, he's probably overtook him now as, as the option if that's where you're going. And then uh, Phil Foden. So I think it's... The stat that we've got up here says three big chance involvements, but the thing that was striking for me was that he had eight shots in that game. Yeah, he was, he was a man possessed after the second. He said that in his post-match interview. He said he probably was worried that he was going to get brought off because he, he was shooting from all angles and know what Pep's like, like his whole team. But I think someone had told it because it wasn't obvious that he'd been given both. Well, both goals were questionable. Well, especially the first one. The second one probably was his goal on the... When you watched it with quick motion, like it was known goal, but it was it. But the the one where Jesus deflected off Odin, that was that was fortunate. What what are your thoughts on the? Uh, it's not on the running order today, City. Like, what are your thoughts on like Foden and Jesus and etc. I said last week, it? Foden is probably the one to get. I don't want to spoil the changes that I'm going to make this week, but. Yeah, right. Interesting one. Do you, th- do you, do you think? Do you think Foden's now the one that's going to be not nailed on, but like the one most likely to get most minutes? Because because De Bruyne was rested at the weekend, was it? or not started. Do, yeah, is that like I think De Bruyne, De Bruyne are getting older and they're trying to keep him away from injuries, and not start him as much because he, he has been quite injury prone in the past twelve to eighteen months. Potentially. I think last year I kind of started to see a trend of what was the Champions League team and what the Prem team was. And Foden was very much the Champions League team last year. And he's kind of switched to the Prem, like especially the last few games. Mahrez and Sterling kind of favoured the Champions League and Foden's Premier League. Whether that trend continues, I don't think he'll play tonight. Obviously, we record him before the game. Could be very wrong. But yeah, I think I think he's going to be saved now for the for the Premier League. Just because with Torres out as well, Grealish didn't look that great up front. I know De Bruyne can play there, but he's he's probably the one who play up front now. And then he's obviously he can play left and centre as well. That's in his favour. I mean, you can never say a City midfielder is nailed on. But I think now the money's gone out of the forwards and other areas, you kind of afford to have that gamble. Because obviously you had last week Smith Rowe on your bench, first bench, you probably got the same dilemma this week. I think it's, it's more affordable to make that gamble now we have got the value on the bench. Fair. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, Jesus seems like a reasonable option with the st- some of the strikers misfiring. Say if Vardy is out injured, like probably wouldn't. It's not maybe not a move I would make, but probably wouldn't put people off considering uh, Jesus. Because, like you say, if if uh, 
if Mares is the Champions League team starter and Jesus is getting more minutes in the Premier League and that carries on, he does he's starting to he's starting to look really good as well on, on that on that wing. Seems a bit more confident. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he looked sharp sharp at the weekend. Uh it was interesting the the, the goal that it was his shot that came off Foden, wasn't it, for one of the goals? So it ended up being yeah. awarded to Foden, but a bit unlucky there. Is it? To... I, I, I was I was sat in the pub watching that game, fuming as a non-Fodener. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about the city defenders when we get to the defender section. Um, shall we get into um, the our game weeks? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Salah there, big Salah. Uh, you've been waiting for this, haven't you? Look at that! I mean, I'm I'm glad you've cropped off my bench. It makes it look a bit, makes it look better. Um, so yeah, 107 points. Uh, made one transfer last week, um, and I had two, so I've got two transfers to use again. And yeah, it's, as we mentioned before, the week started awfully because I had Smith Rowe first on my bench, and I was thinking, here we go, it's another another nightmare game week, but. But then it all, it all changed with the Chelsea game. Norwich are just so wank, aren't they? They're just, they're just really bad. Like they just—it's probably between them and United for the worst defensive teams in the league at the moment. Uh, and so your Mount's going to stay for the next two, I think, at least. While well, the fixtures are still good, uh, and then. What were the other things to talk about in my team? So I'll just run from back to front. So Ramsdale in that. Ben White's injury last night in the cup isn't great. It'd be interesting to see what the outcome of that is because without we saw what Arsenal were like when they didn't have their first choice defence earlier in the season and it wasn't great. So yeah, it'd be interesting to monitor that one. Uh, the double city defence, DS and Cancelo, very annoying to that penalty in the last... Was it in the I'm last pretty sure... Edison did the same thing last year. I'm sure he just got bored. Like it was just bizarre. Yeah, he's going nowhere. Yeah. So the the big call for me when I wildcarded was whether I should have gone two Chelsea defenders or two City defenders. So that call's not gone great so far. Uh, won't, won't spoil what I'm doing, but yeah, might might be correcting that soon. Trent showed why I kept him. That, that was what he, he could have had a goal in that game as well. I think De Gea made a great save to uh, to keep the score down in that game. Um, I think a lot of people are looking to get in Trent back now. And then as we get into midfield, start to see the flags. So Rafina, uh, I think Bielsa said last night he might be mm-hmm. back. Yeah. So, but the fixtures, the good fixtures for for Leeds are sort of going quite fast. Um, if he is potentially a doubt for this game, it'll be an interesting call for people because, yeah, if you've not got Foden, it does look a, a nice transfer, that, doesn't it? Even though he's got mm-hmm. Norwich. And then, yeah, or spoken enough about Mount. Uh, Mbomo, that's annoying. Uh, but, you know, these, these things happen. The, f- the fixtures for Brentford are so good and with his price, I'm just going to keep him regardless. He, he can... Um, Sit on my bench if he's out. He started that game on fire as well, Brentford. Tony was very unlucky, wasn't it, to have a goal ruled out? I don't, I don't even think he was offside. But yeah, they they started on fire. They were pretty unlucky to lose that. I thought. 
it's a bit of a weird weekend for that, wasn't it? Um, mm. some, some strange things. Uh, yeah, I saw um, the Brentford manager said they, I think, I think he used the word battered for the first half. They battered Leicester. Um, but yeah, the fixture we've talked in previous episodes about how good the fixtures are coming up for Brentford. So Tony should definitely be on people's agenda, even though his, his stats don't look great. But I think the way Brentford are playing and the fixtures. Just the fact he's on, he's a ninety minute man. He's on pens, the talisman. I think he's one of those players where the stats don't really give you the full appeal. Salah captain, obviously, we've talked a lot about that. Don't need to go more into him there while we're in my team. Antonio looking looking harder and harder to ever see selling him. Uh, I've, I've seen quite a few people say, you know, his his stats and the way he's performing. He's basically a Nine ten million pound striker, uh, the way he's, the way he is this season. So, don't think he's he's going anywhere. Vardy will be interesting if he's out for a couple of weeks or something. I might have to make a call there. Uh, if I'm, especially if I'm keeping, I can't really keep Rafinha and Bomo and Vardy. But yeah, as as I said before, it would have been so much better if he'd just been if he'd just been left out in that game, given he felt it in the warm up, but. But yeah, can't complain overall. 107 points. My rank changed from... I should have had, should have had this ready. So I'm now 186k from 486k last week. So pretty much bang on rank rise 300k. Big jump. So yeah, I think, I think I've been harping on in the previous weeks about how bunched up it was now one good week and rise you up through the rankings. I think it's still the same, really. Although we are getting to the stage of the season where you can't keep saying it's early. Um, especially especially for you, where you are. Should we, should we, get, into, should we get into your team? I've been waiting for this, haven't you, for two seasons. So, yeah, I'm a Mason Mount off you, really. 89 points I got this week. I actually took an eight-point hit as well because the late news... How, how, how many eight-point hits have you taken this season? You bloody, you bloody love a minus eight this year. I'm trying to get back on track and it's not it's not working. Just having you're Ronaldo on... and Lukaku's fucked me basically. You, you could you could say you're on tilt. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you I'll let you get on with your team. To be fair, I've, I've took the last two and then I might take a hit this week, but then after that, no more hits. We'll see. I'll, no, I love it. You should keep taking hits, mate. It's working for you. It's it's not a great strategy. Um. Anyway, Sanchez in there four points. Probably quite good to get that from the City game. Yeah, double but double City defence, Cancelo and Diaz. Unfortunate not to get a clean sheet there, and obviously Cancelo booking. Livermento talked about nine. Chilwell, one of the transfers in, 12. And then going for Sa, two points to score five goals. He got hooked as well, 60th minute, uh, which isn't great going forward. Um, Salah, captain, Rafinha, who talked about one. Tony, unlucky to not to get a goal. Um, Antonio seven, Vardy one. So yeah, unlucky with the with the injuries like you. I, like I said, pretty much a Mason Mount away from you. So hopefully this week, Ivan Tony or someone might deliver the hat trick. We'll see. Nice. And um, do you want to run through for the people who are um, taking pleasure in your demise this season? <laughs> how, how many places you dropped? What's your rank? Actually, took a slight upward rank from nine oh, to nine nine seventy. Yeah, so th- happy we're days. on the rise. 
Yeah, around their eyes. Uh, this next slide is uh, something I talked about you talked about with you last night. Just interesting, just to see the defenders compared to the the strikers this year. So this is the list of the top sixteen. Uh, one, two, yeah, top sixteen defenders and strikers. Are you, are you just checking you could count there? Is that what you were doing? Just, just double checking. <laughs> uh, top six, buddy. Are you on five forward today? Have you had, a, have you had an old whiskey, lad? Uh, t- <laughs> so the top sixteen defenders and forwards. Um, yeah, only four are strikers. So that is very interesting. I thought twelve defenders matching four strikers um, in the top in the top leaderboard here. So I just found it interesting going forward. Obviously. Five at the back's been talked about. Four premium defenders been talked about. So yeah, just interesting to see if this trend continues going forward. Obviously, with City's City's defense, Chelsea's defense, but also Liverpool's as well. I think Van Dyke. Not many people have talked about probably because of the awkward price right, awkward price range, and everyone else salary and Trent already. So it's do you triple up on on Liverpool? But he's. He's a third defender this year behind Trent and Cancelo, and I've, I've not seen anyone talked about talk about him really. Eighteen point two percent owned, so a lot of teams do have him, but not not ones that you kind of see around Twitter. Um, Cresswell high up there again. He's not in as many teams as last year. He, great corner for the goal, um, and then usual suspects: Rudiger, Shalabar's up there. Aspilicueta, you expect. And then a couple of Brentford lads as well, and then Duffy, who didn't play at the weekend, but he's still he's still right up there matching the strikers for points. Which, yeah, just interesting just to see the, the value you get out of the defenders this year compared to the strikers. Yeah. So, is your sort of taking from this that like going four at the back definitely looks viable, like four four two probably? Yeah. The only thing that makes it tricky doing that is I think Livermento is such a great option, but. Do you put him in as part of the four, or do you play five at the back, like five three two five four five four one? That that that's that. I think that's a tricky decision because Southampton have got such great fixtures coming up, and it'd be difficult to bench him. But you do see the value in the four kind of premium defenders as well. So yeah, it's just just interesting to see what people do going forward. Yeah, so I think is this. Are we going to go into sort of? The discussion on the defenders from here, or is that yeah, yeah? yeah. Uh, so, I'm a lot of people this week are looking at what to do if they've got the non-explosive options from Chelsea and City defenders. So, I'm in that boat with Diaz. Other people have got Aspilicueta. Uh I'm in that boat again with with Rudiger, even though he got a assist at the weekend. Probably not sustainable. Him winning a penalty in the final minutes of a game like that so do, do you think it's like a sideways move to go from like Azpilicueta or Diaz or someone like that to no, sorry not Azpilicueta, Azpilicueta or Rudiger to Chilwell or is that still a decent transfer to make I think with you well if you bench is Smith Rowe and Livermento and people like that I think, I think it's a more than viable option to go Chilwell I think Watching Chilwell's last two games, especially the Norwich game, whether he does that in other games that are diff- more difficult, he, he was literally playing up front. Like when Chelsea had the ball, he was pretty much on the D, like of the edge of the box, like pretty much central as well. And he had a few other shots at goal that were just just over the bar. And Alonso, 
was getting the points, wasn't in the first few weeks, which kind of suggests it's a positional thing for Chelsea, not just a player as well. Like the left, mm. the left fullback. I know James got a goal, but the left fullback definitely seems to be a lot more advanced in that Chelsea team. And I do think Chilwell probably over the next course of the next eight to ten games, I think that transfer probably will pay off. Yeah, it's, it's something I'm thinking about at the moment because traditionally I don't really like to make like what you'd consider to be that sideways transfer. It feels a bit boring, but it probably isn't a sideways transfer, is it? It's There's a lot more upside to Chilwell. So, yeah. And he's, he's on corners as well. I think at the weekend it was Mason Mount taking him on one side and Chilwell on the other. Um, I did actually, just to sort of get into my head how the Chelsea defence works. I sort of wrote out like what their defensive options were and who's competing with who for the positions. Um, so left wing back is obviously Chilwell first choice, he'd say now, but especially with mm-hmm. Al- Alonso starting in the cup last night. So that's that's there. And then left centre back, you've got Rudiger and Saar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something that might happen going forwards with how Saar's played when he's come in is that Rudiger might miss some of the easy games, which maybe the games you want him and Saar might get a run out, which is another factor to think about for people who are wondering about whether to get rid of Rudiger to go for something a bit more a bit more exciting. Centre-back, it's probably Silva and Christensen battling with each other. So Silva looks to be preferred um, of the two. And then right centre-back, you've got Aspie and Shalaba. And I noticed on the, um, I think it's the, Planet FPL podcast, they're, they're making a similar point with, with Shalabar that in some of the easier games is when Shalabar's coming in for a game. So if you've got Aspilicueta, that's maybe not not ideal going forwards if um, Aspi's going to be in the tougher games and Shalabar's in the in the easier ones. And then right wing back, you've got James competing with Aspi again. Aspi can do both of those. Um how how confident are you with um, Chilwell over Rhys James? Because if, if Aspilicueta is out injured with whatever he's got, does that change your thinking at all? Mm, potentially. James, well, as the weeks progress, James will probably be a bit more of a differential, I imagine, now, because a lot of people are jumping on Chilwell. And what, I've not seen the percentage of ownership, but... I think in terms of the teams that are above you, a lot more probably will be turning to Chilwell over over James. I actually yeah. think Chilwell's probably more nailed now than James, I'd say, in that starting eleven. I just think the way he's played the last few games, and obviously Alonso was given the cup game, wasn't he? Uh, whereas James actually played the cup on yesterday, which was quite interesting. Um, so I do think Chilwell will probably get majority of the Premier League games now. Everyone was waiting for that to happen, weren't they? And that's why Alonso probably wasn't as much of a bandwagon as his points were justifying. Um, but I do think Chilwell is a lot more nailed in in that side. Fair play. Would, um, and then, have you got anything on the City defenders? For people who've got two City defenders, what would you, um, what would I'm, you like, say? I'm lucky to get Diaz to Trent at some point, probably. Um I kind of got away with it up until the last game against United because his points return, he was getting like six and stuff, wasn't he? United was probably the first big one with 10. Uh, but I think now that they're trickier fixtures on paper are way out of the way for Liverpool. 
Trent is probably the standout option. So I, I say if you haven't got Trent then, and you have got double city defence, that probably would be the sensible move. Probably Diaz to, to Trent or Diaz to a Chilwell would probably be on the radar. I, I think City have still got Palace next, haven't they? And then the easy trip to United. Um, still got good fixtures on paper. But I, yeah, I do think those fullbacks, I just think with the bench as well, Livermento on your bench, it kind of makes it a bit more, you can kind of be a bit more brave with your decision-making compared to previous seasons where you want that nailed-on option. So, something else to mention uh, with the defenders, I think a lot of people have Duffy, but he looks to be finally out of the team now, which um something I've been waiting for for ages, bloody Duffy getting those lucky goals from corners. That's the only thing um, I've held on to this year. I, just just as a counter to that though, that probably was in effect doubt because they were playing City and he turns like a bus and he would have been playing on that left on the right hand side of the defence and City's most of their attacks go down the left with Grealish, um, Bernardo and Foden. So whether that whether he, that is a permanent dropping or or whether that was just a one off would be interesting. Because now, now that Lamptey's back, Vel, Veltman yeah. can go back to Veltman can go back to centre back, can't he? Mm, yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. I, I imagine it will be. It'd be interesting to see whether he starts the next game. If he doesn't start the next game again, then yeah, just kind of make that judgment. But if he plays the next game, it'd be interesting to see whether that was just a one-off benching. So, um, for people who were like really keen to get Chilwell in, uh, so like this is me. I'm in this position. But I imagine there'll be other people. Would you would you go from Rudiger to Chilwell, or would you go from DS to Chilwell? Tough call that, isn't it? Rudiger and Diaz are very much like for like. Uh, probably depends if you've got Cancelo as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so like I, so I've got. I've, yeah, you so I've do got, have Cancelo. I've got Diaz, Cancelo, Trent, and Rudiger. So the, the, if I was to get Chilwell, the decision would be which what which one do I get rid of? I, I'd probably lean to get rid of Diaz just because of the price. I think. He's more expensive. There's not as much chance of attacking returns from him to justify the price. You are relying on the the clean sheet and bonus from him. So, so yeah, I think I think if I did make that transfer, that is where I'd be leading to. I think it, the other thing is that if City do go on a bit of goal score on this goal scoring run and they keep up the attacking form, you might want eventually to have more of, you might want to have one striker or two city midfielders rather than having all your city coverage at the back so yeah it's something to think about i do i do think brighton were a bit they left themselves a bit open to city from from i watched the first half and it, the way that they just left so much room for the counter attack seemed hmm. a bit surprising I, I don't think there'll be i don't think other teams i don't think there'll be other teams that do that necessarily so it'd be interesting to see if the uh the goals do continue to flow at City. Yeah, well, yeah, be interesting. The Palace game at the weekend, they've looked great, aren't they, under Vieira, but they do ship a few goals, don't they? So, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of... I think if City smash it again and Foden gets another two, then everyone's going to be getting him in, isn't it? It's just a question, do you go now ahead of that fixture? Yeah. Have we got anything else to talk about here for the premium defenders? Uh, No, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I just think it'd be interesting to see what people do, whether 
to get another fourth, fourth and Livermento will be will be interesting. Yeah, I think it's, it's really hard to know what to do with Livermento because it, it's it, it, his price kind of means that you sort of favour benching him, but really you should take his price out of it. Like mm. if he's before if he's playing like a five and a half, six million defender getting forward, <clears throat> having shots on goal, etc. Might have to rethink that whole thing of him being the the least favoured one of the defenders. So like, I, I don't know, like if I do keep Diaz, I mean, what would you think if I benched Diaz and played Livermento ahead of him? This it's, week? It's, I mean, yeah. it's a ballsy call, isn't it? But let's try and look Livermento last. Yeah, so he's returned he got a clean sheet against Leeds, got an assist against Chelsea, yeah, and then obviously a goal against Burnley. Like, yeah, he's returning as a premium defender, hasn't he? Whether if he matches, the, if he gets a clean sheet, combines a clean sheet with a goal, that's what that'll be a big, big haul to have on your bench. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tricky one. Um, something to ponder as we get towards the deadline. Uh, but yeah, the, the good thing about having him there and those bench, obviously, it's annoying having everything on your bench, but it does mean that. Say if you've got a transfer plan, you don't have to react because you know you've got someone on your bench who can come in. So like say for example, this week if Rafinha or Bardi or whatever is is injured, I know that I can still do I can still bring Chilwell in if that's what I prefer to do, rather than letting the injury dictate. So there's pros and cons of having decent players on your bench. Yeah, nice segue into the the next section actually with uh, your bench players coming in for injured players. So this. Is a slide that you sent from Fantasy Football Scout. So this is probably the six main players who have got a flag this this uh, this week. Um, well, that materialised this week because obviously Lukaku came prior to this. So these these have come since the the, the end of game week nine. As per the Quetta, White, Rafinha, Raya, Vardy, and Mbumu. And you were waiting for that, weren't you? Mbumo, Mbumu. Um, <laughs> Anyway, over the Reyes probably a differential, isn't it? Four percent. Most people have Sanchez or Ramsdale, but out with the other five, they're in a lot of teams. So it'd be interesting to see who makes this week and who doesn't. For the uh, for the Christmas episode, we should um, we should do a we should do a shot for every different pronunciation of Mbomo that you say. <laughs> I tried to like I, I tried to do my research before. By the way, I went onto YouTube and I like went through the Brentford YouTube and. I listened to a whole interview with him and I was like hoping the interviewer would say his name so that I'd know what it was. But the, even the interviewer just kept calling him Brian. <laughs> like That's the that's the, cl- the club reporter calling him Brian, tr- avoiding saying his name. So yeah. Well, I could, could, that's right though, isn't it? I won't, I won't call you Priya. I don't know. I just feel, I feel like for the introduction or something, you'd say, you'd say the name that was on his shirt or something. Oh, yeah, I know, like, for, the, for, the, for the intro, yeah. Once you start talking to him, yeah, like call him, call him Brian. But yeah, I don't know. It's just that I, I thought there'd be something out there, like with with someone asking him what how to say his name or something. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find it. Anyway, so yeah, the of these injuries, it's um, it's probably uh, the Brentford keeper that's the most serious, isn't it? So if you've got, yeah. if, I don't think that many many people do have him, but if you did have him, and he's your only keeper. You will have to make a move there, um, which is an annoying transfer to have to make. Um, and then 
with the others, so yeah, Bielsa said last night that he's hopeful of Rafinha being fit for Norwich. That surprises me because that tackle was horrendous and the way he hobbled off the pitch and went off in a protected boot. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I was quite surprised to see that Bielsa's confident of him being back. Um, the, the only thing I'd mention with that though is that Bielsa's quite... He's quite rigid on, you know, if players aren't at the level of fitness that he requires, you know, with his bloody murder ball and the amount of ruin he expects. I do wonder the fact if the fact that, like, if he's missed two or three days training, whether whether he'll start still, even if he is technically fit. Because he's, he's, done, that, he's they... done that with Calvin Phillips in the past, where he's probably been fit, but because he's not, like, Bielsa fit, he's not started. Hmm. If, if there's ever going to be a player that he makes does a risk on, it's going to be Rafinha, isn't it? That that's going in his favour. Yeah, true. Uh, and then I'm not I'm not actually f- fully sure what happened to Ben White. I saw some. I, I read this. Ill, I think. Right, because yeah, there's a bug going around at Arsenal. Yeah, is that what it Pablo is? Mar- yeah, Pablo Mari missed the game, didn't he? I think that was what Arteta said about White. Okay. Uh, Aspilicueta is there. We've talked about him. Um, I saw that Christensen had an injury to his teeth or something, but apparently he's going to be back in training on Thursday. So I saw a tweet say Christiansen will be back with a brace this weekend. Like, maybe. <laughs> you should have, uh, you, you, you should have got that in the slides. Would, would have been good to have a, a bit, bit of humor. We, we don't get any of it from you. Um, and then <laughs> just but, get it from Vardy, your cap instead. Uh, Vardy. So Vardy, yeah, injury in the, in the warm up. So you'd think, if, as long as that's not got worse, that he'd be back with the days he's had to recover. But what makes it tricky sure. for Vardy now is Dak is playing so well, and he came in and got an assist. Like it's not, it's it's no longer like Leicester need him as badly, do they? That I think that goes against it. But hopefully, hopefully, start. He's got a great record against Arsenal, but I just think yeah, Dak Dak is snapping his heels now, isn't it, to get a start, which does make me wonder what will happen this weekend. But fingers crossed to be all right. Yeah. Um, so, say if he is out, what would you what would you do with Vardy? It's tricky, isn't it? Do you get do you get um, a defender a mid defender striker in that's like six mil and upgrades to Son in midfield, or do you get Kane? Because there's not there's no one kind of performing around that level now. Abamyang potentially. We've been there in the past. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, he is a reasonable option of Aubameyang. The problem the is only... if you down if you downgrade Vardy and you've not got anyone with value in your in your forward line. If suddenly if Kane or Ronaldo start smashing it, you've you've got to make two transfers, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. We've not touched on the sort of Salah perma captain thing yet, but on that on that, do do you need to have another? player at that premium price point in your team. But like, I, I think the fact that Salah is emerging as this consistent captain means that, you know, you, you could do what you said and downgrade Vardy and then upgrade someone to Son and have Son instead of Kane. Because the, the advantage that people say of Kane is that, well, he's more reliable captain than, than Son because he's got pens and, and all that. But if we're not really going to be captaining Kane and we're sticking, it, sticking with Salah for this run up until, up until AFCON... Do, do we need to sort of have a plan for Kane or Ronaldo? 
Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Mm, uh, a few weeks a few weeks is a long time in FPL, isn't it? Obviously, I got caught away with the Threenium hype, which is obviously fell away. If Salah has a couple of blanks and suddenly the conversation changes, not that it looks like he's about to anytime soon, but yeah, it changes all the time, doesn't it? Obviously, Salah's a standout at the moment. I think that the, the thing that makes him him just so good is obviously he, he's amazing, but Liverpool as a team are the best attack in the league as well. Like just yeah. the, I think I had a stat somewhere, but yeah, their first so, so that so Liverpool as a team for XG is that their XG is twenty five point one, and then second is Man City at nineteen point eight. So what's the drop off after that? It's Brentford, isn't it? Next, I think. I think I, I think yeah, it is. It is Brentford after, but um, that's quite a big. It's quite a big jump, that isn't it? And so mm. Liverpool's big chances so far: thirty-seven, Man City, twenty-seven. So it does kind of solidify the fact that we can we can keep faith in in Salah for for the next few sort of kind of almost regardless of fixture. Um, so yeah, we'll get into the premium planning segment here. Now you've got this up. So Liverpool's next fixtures: Brighton, West Ham, Arsenal, Southampton, Everton. Can captain any more of them, can't you? Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that's gone away now, obviously, is Lukaku, Newcastle, Burnley coming next. Who do you cap? You're not going to captain Habits. Well, people aren't again. Um, captain Mount would be ballsy. Um, City at the weekend, Palace, Foden. I think this weekend you, you got to go Salah, aren't you? And then if he blanks, then that probably makes more of a decision next week because West Ham is a tricky, tricky fixture on paper. But yeah. Looking at those next five now, after what Salah's done so far, you can't look beyond him for those next five fixtures, can you? The only one that maybe I'd think about not captaining him in, like on on the information we've got at the moment, which feels stupid to say after I've just sipped five to to Watford, but sometimes those Merseyside derbies are really cagey and boring. I think there's been a couple of nil nils in the past few years, and uh. It's hard to know what that game will be like. Rafa, Rafa, Rafa is all club. Like you'd imagine, he'll be shutting up shop and get somehow getting the players organised because it's it's not often that a Rafa team concedes five. So I, I imagine the Everton players. There's been no there's been no tracking drills in in Everton this week in uh, in training. It's just, they've all just been they've all just been learning how to defend. Mike, Michael Keane's been probably been, been sat in the net as punishment for. How many goals he was at fault for? Um, weird, weird game watching that. But yeah, um, any any fixture swings that you iron up here? I mean, the the one for Spurs is interesting from tw- from game week twelve, isn't it? Yeah, but like I said, after a few positive results, they kind of go back to form, don't they? Losing one nil against West Ham, I, I think West Ham's such a tricky fixture now. Like Moyes has done a great job, so you can't say it's an embarrassing defeat losing to West Ham, but they didn't score a goal, um, and West Ham do concede goals as, as good as they are. So, yeah, interesting. I probably won't go there this week, despite United's fix against Liverpool. Like, I just, I just think kind of the draw suits both them teams and where they're at. Um, the Everton one will be interesting, but yeah, from that Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, you'd hope that they'll start to kick into gear. Because you know, 
Yeah, it's just that if Leeds are still how they are at the moment, struggling with injuries and not really pulling up trees, that Tottenham versus Leeds one could be it could be a great game for someone like Son. I, I do, I do, I do, I do think I'll be trying to get Son for then for that game. Yeah, very much. Yeah, me too. Um, After an international other... break, isn't it? Yeah, I'm probably going to try and bank a transfer in eleven, and then yeah, look to get Son in. Do you not? So obviously, on this graph you've got up here, Norwich are top for fixtures. Do you, do you not fancy Kuku? It's a big five fixtures in it for Norwich. If they, if they get no points from there, we, we could could be on for an all time low score. But if they get, can you see him getting a few wins? I just can't see it. Um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the fact that like. They're not, they don't really seem to be defending well or attacking well, which is really worrying. Like the last time they were in the Premier League, at least they were, even though they shipped goals, at least they looked like scoring. But like, just look, oh, everything looked off. Like I'm not sure what's going on with Campwell. Um, Sergeant he missed that massive sitter uh, the week before, and I don't know whether his confidence has, has gone now. But yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure on Norwich. Like the they look certain for relegation and the, whether, whether they make it to the... Is it 10 points? It's the record. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, 10 or 11, I think. I'm going to go off piece there, but I was, I was saying something in a, in a personal chat. I think it's embarrassing what Norwich are doing. They kind of go up, milk all the money from Bundia this year. In the past, they sold the best players. Spend no money. Go straight back down. Get 100 million in parachute payments. Probably... Upgrade the squad 10 15 million, go straight back up, and it's just repeat. I, I think they're making a mockery of the system parachute payments. And there's teams as well, like Fulham, other teams like that. I know Bournemouth are going to come back up, that maybe they're not as much of a yo yo club, but I think it makes it so unfair in the championship that these clubs are getting given the money that they're getting given to come straight back up just to put up a pathetic effort again. Like you watch Brentford and Leeds in the past couple of years, like proper breath of fresh air seeing new teams come in, but I just I just don't get what Norwich are doing watching that game at the weekend. Like, what what is their end goal to go straight back down and get the hundred million and then come back up, sell the best play, and just repeat? Like, they're just making no fight of it whatsoever, are they? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know enough about what they do with the the money to say whether it's like a very cynical, like you know, is, is, it, is it like United where they've got directors? I'm going to get caught in a libel case here, and you're going <laughs> to run away. Um. Yeah, you've always got to say allegedly if you're going to go, uh, if you're going to slam into someone. Um, but yeah, like I've not, I've not seen that much about like it's not like the Glazers where they're siphoning off money for dividends for their own personal. Get- I'm not sure like what they're doing with the money, but yeah, if 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 it is, there's a, a lot of money that- there going nowhere though, is it? How much they spent this year? Next to nothing, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean it, it, it is. Um, Bridging into uh, Agbon Lahore on Talksport territory, yeah, slamming <laughs> Norwich. Like, um, it was the other one who, who goes off about Norwich on Talksport, Jamie O'Hara. You should, um, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe you, should you, you, you're in the wrong job, you should have gone to Talksport, yeah, and spout a load of rubbish. Uh, it, it, we, at the weekend, it just got to me, I was just, I was just like, what is what are they doing? But yeah, um, shall we get, get your. Should we get teams up again and think about transfers for this week? 
Yeah, so I can run through mine quickly because I, I know what I'm doing. I brought Sarah out for folding on Saturday. Um, caught you, you the mean early game. transfer again? Yeah, I, ju- I just really wanted to fold in after that. And he's, I think he's gone up 0.2 already. Um, so I might finish million this year, but at least I've got a high team value. But my brother was rinsing me about that. He was like, why why do you bother about that? But yeah, um, and then if I do, might do a hit Duffy to Trent, just because out of fear more than anything. But yeah, we'll see. Well, have you got the money to go from Duffy to Trent in one move? Yeah. Interesting. Well, and then, and then Liverpool would go to your bench. Would you would you bench Liverpool right then? That would be the decision, wouldn't it? If I could go. If Vardy's out injured, then maybe keep Vardy for the Leeds game next, and then look to get Vardy out when I get Son in in twelve. That might give me a bit more flexible, uh, because there's no other forward that I kind of fancy this week, so I might just let that die. Let it die. Very dramatic. Uh, but well, yeah, yeah, that that is my potential transfer. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I've got two threes, but I think I'm, I'm. I'm in two minds. Depends on all the injuries and stuff. But I'm considering uh, Diaz to Chilwell, providing I can make that luxury transfer with the other injuries. Um, if Rafinha's out for this game against Norwich, I might then do Rafinha to Foden because I don't fancy. I've been burnt by Rafinha though, but he keeps coming back from the dead, doesn't he? And getting a. Has he got a return last time I got him out? You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I just think the way that Leeds are at the moment, like he's like the only decent player in the team. So you're kind of relying on him having a good game. And like him sort of passing into himself to score or something. Mm. I don't know. I think I think like over a five game week run, Foden would outscore Rafinha, I think. So that's something to think about for me. Um but yeah, if 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 it ends up being that Vardy's injured, I might have to do something there instead. Um Who are you looking at? Is it would it be Tony or someone else? Probably Tony, yeah. And then that gives me money for Son in a couple of weeks, something like that. Um, I'm not sure if there's any other... I mean, we, t- we tried going through the strikes before. It just wasn't... There's just not... not Jesus, a lot there. but then that, that blocks you out of... Yeah. It's tricky on Jesus, isn't it? Um, a, a, yeah, play but... we've not, a play we've not talked about, by the way, is uh, Jota. So... That's that's another that's another thing we forgot to say at the start. People uh, in the winners and losers, people who got rid of of Jota for Havertz, that's what they were big losers this weekend. I mean, yeah. I shouldn't have said that with such a laugh on my face. It makes it seem like I'm taking pressure in people's bin. But I think it's it's difficult to know what to advise with Jota. It's just so you just it's hard to call. But it was interesting that Klopp said afterwards that you know he was in such good form before the international break and then. He sort of came out of the team just because of how many minutes he had during the internationals and kind of made it seem that, you know, maybe he does still prefer him to Firmino. I don't know. I, I think that's just going to be a tricky one to call going forward. I, I think like, those minutes are just going to be shared between the four, aren't they? Obviously, Mane was bench at the weekend. Yeah. So it's one of them is if you've got a strong bench, I probably would keep the otter in. I would have these other people to get out for. Probably, probably wouldn't be 
bringing him in. But yeah, it's, it's one of those classic ones, isn't it? If you've got him, keep him. Cool. Well, yeah, I think that's um, that's everything. So as ever, we'll um, tweet out what we're uh, what we've settled on for our final moves and our teams on Twitter uh, Friday or Saturday morning. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's not as much of a roller coaster this week. Could do with just a just a nice steady FPL week. Well, a nice another nice steady one twenty. Yeah, it's, like, it's just no injuries. No, no massive like drama talking points. Just just a solid score and just a nice chill that FPL weekend. That's what I'm hoping for. C- c- can't cope with Halloween excitement and massive excitement in FPL. What are you wearing? I'm I, I'm actually working this weekend, staying in this Halloween. I've never I've never been big on fancy dress. I'm I'm, I'm a clown during the week most of the time anyway. So oh, I thought. I thought with your attire, that's what you that's what you're going for. <laughs> what, what, what about you? Are you doing anything for Halloween? Yeah, yeah, family party up in up in Scotland. I won't I won't spoil the costume in case uh, some of the family are watching. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. I have to um, get, get it out on uh, social media afterwards so we can um, milk it for some likes on the uh, on the old socials. I'm sure I can link it to my FPL failure in somehow. Yeah, it'd be that they have that thing on the official FPL Twitter where it's like people looking at their FPL team in really weird situations. Like they get people who've like, there's a guy doing his FPL team and he's on top of a mountain and stuff like that. So you, you can submit <laughs> one of them to see if you get featured on the uh, Premier League website. Let's do it. Nice. All right. Well, good good luck next week, everyone. Um, commiserations if you had Havertz. Don't need jerk him out because he could get a. He scored last night. He could get a. Could get a haul at the weekend. Um, or a surprise benching. <laughs> oh, that would be so unlucky. Um, yeah, catch you. Uh, catch you next week.